And so to the Sydney Observatory, a long way from LA, but they too are showing how broad the fun can be with a series of special internships, not just for astronomers, even for musicians. Shelby Trainer was intrigued. I always got a lot of satisfaction out of writing parts and arranging music and getting groups of people together and then the satisfaction of that being performed and creating something bigger from the sum of its parts, which is actually a lot like computer programming where you figure out all these different things and you get them to run at once and then you get this fantastic effect. Stefan Gregory was kind enough to welcome me to his home to talk about his time at the Sydney Observatory. But first, I wanted to know how a mathematician becomes a musician. My parents were biology teachers and science teachers, and so I had a big science background. My dad was also a folk musician, so I learned to play guitar and various other eccentric instruments from a very young age. I found I was quite good at mathematics, but even my maths teacher at high school wasn't convinced. I was just always a bit different, and I think she thought I would go on to become an actor or a painter for some reason. Stefan didn't become a painter or go into the arts straight away. He studied maths and became a computer programmer. Fortuitously, the company where he worked was in the same building as the Sydney Conservatorium of Music. For a while I studied at the conservatorium and worked full-time as a computer programmer, which was an interesting juggle. I sort of taught myself arranging well, what you might call classical music, you know, um, violins and oboes and woodwinds and brass. As a mathematician, I was really interested in combinatorics and pure math stuff like group theory and stuff like that, where you've got little mathematical objects which can move in certain ways and permeate. I love the beauty of studying those things. And there's a lot of combinatorics in music. Like how many combinations of three notes, if you just choose three notes, what are the possible ways that those three notes can be played? There's quite a few, as it turns out. And so just having a sort of appreciation for that when you're trying to write music yeah, it, it definitely activates a similar part of your brain. So the Sydney Observatory residency was a pretty good match. Stefan's research will inform an opera tentatively called The Moon, starting with humanity's attempts to get there. It starts in that place, but then it quickly becomes a much more mythical piece and a psychoanalytic piece, and we encounter characters we might not expect. In an attempt to sort of re-examine our relationship with space and with exploration and with the narratives we tell ourselves about these things. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. The residency program gives artists like Stefan access to a wealth of historical objects, eyepieces, refractors, astrolabes. But for me, the most useful thing about being there was just being in a building which has housed people doing night observations, doing astronomy for, well, a reasonably long time and has that history and just thinking about what it was like to be here at night over the last 200 or so years and even beyond that. One of the stories in my opera, or one of the characters in it, is Caroline Herschel. Caroline Herschel and her brother William became dedicated astronomers. Quite eccentric, really, and spent half their lives, it seems, just staying up all through the night. Caroline went on to discover three nebulae, as well as several comets. She's also known for her cataloguing of the cosmos, 
which was essential but tedious and time-consuming work. And just thinking about what it was like to do that and the sort of sacrifice you have to make in your personal life to do this. And in particular for her, because she didn't get, you know, nearly the credit that her brother got. And so just being in the building, which has a sort of sandstone 19th century sort of vibe, which is a bit like Bath, where where they spend a lot of their time, it helped inspire and let me think about their story, which I found quite useful. I think when you're making art about science, it's about celebrating and exploring those attributes of it rather than exploring the sort of grandiose narratives of these heroes who were scientists or anything. It's about exploring why we are fascinated with science and why we want to explore and why we're inquisitive about the universe and why we take great risks, personal risks sometimes, as explorers and as scientists. Western society, we're obsessed with the sort of singular narrative of the hero. The reality is a lot more complex than that, and so I'm hoping to explode that a little bit. By unpacking the myth of the standalone genius and spotlighting other figures in science, Stefan hopes his work might make these endeavours seem a little bit more within reach. Most people don't realise that I have a background in maths and science. When people do, the sort of reactions you get, oh, I was never very good at mathematics, is a really common reaction, which I think is a sad one, really, because it's not like I'm fascinated by it. It's like, oh, that, that was something I couldn't engage with. But that's this idea that if you study maths or or something like astrophysics it has this term which is just a grand word for astronomy really and you don't have to be a genius and i don't believe in genius fundamentally but it's this idea that it's beyond me it's something beyond me and it's not frankly a lot of artists i work with have a distrust for science and a distrust for mathematics they think it means rules or an examination of something to the detriment of beauty or something and it's just the opposite of that it is absolutely the opposite of that no, I don't know. What else do I want when to it say? really yeah. comes down to it, there's science in art and art in science. Cool. Do you want to play the out of tune piano for me? Take, for example, uh, no, what makes a song know. sing. What is it that's good about it? Is it the melody or is it actually the rhythmic part of it? And you can make the melody jump further than it was and it still retains that thing. And maybe it's better, maybe it's worse. It's like researching, and to use a mathematical metaphor, you can find like a local maxima or a local minima. Do you know what I mean? Like you might find a great melody, but there might be a slightly better melody, which is just sideways of that. And so you have the confidence to explore. What we have to do as those few of us who are artists who have a science background and want to bring science and arts together is help people appreciate what is beautiful about it and help people really understand what it is. I don't think people understand what it is. Stefan Gregory there. You can catch his opera at the Sydney Observatory on May 6, which happens to coincide with a full moon. Throughout human history, there's been no shortage of people waxing poetic about the night sky. A hundred of those poems have now been collated in a book called Outer Space, edited by Midge Goldberg. We'll be featuring a few of these poems on the science show, starting with The Magician's Bashful Daughter, written and read by Alfred Nicol. The moon looks kindly on this slender reed, fair and fairy-like, and like the moon, when thin as air it braves the afternoon, advancing while appearing to recede. 
the bashful daughter of Le Grand David appears on stage to disappear. For soon she'll step inside the coffin like cocoon to be sawn through and not be seen to bleed. Reopening the door, her father beams with more than showman's pride to find her sound. Her slippered feet touched lightly on the ground. She smiles with braces on. How real she seems. Oh, but the moon is swift to make its round. And she is only changefulness and dreams. From the collection of cosmic poems published by Cambridge University Press, Alfred Nickel read The Magician's Bashful Daughter. Shelby Trainer with that lunar feature in Eclipse Week. More soon from the Sydney Observatory.